So how did you get started in scrapbooking? Someone invariably asks. Well, that's kind of a long and winding story, but I'll try to keep it short. In 1996, just after my oldest son was born, I returned to my work as a floral department manager in a craft store in Mississippi where I grew up. Maybe you can hear that southern girl drawl in my voice. Floral manager was the official title, but the truth is I was kind of a crafty girl of all sorts. I had, at one time or another, worked in every department in the store. Fabrics, framing, art supplies, silk flowers, ribbons, kids crafts. My favorite part of the job was creating displays and merchandising. Anytime we got in new merchandise, I built the product vignettes to support it. At that time, merchandising wasn't yet an actual career path. But oh, how I wish I had known it was a possibility. I heard that our store was going to be receiving a large quantity of specialty papers and scissors for something new. Something called memory crafting. I had no idea what that was. The store manager was a man who was usually pretty astute when it came to craft trends. He found me one day and he said something I'll never forget. I don't think this will be very popular or sell very quickly, but I need you to learn about memory crafting so we can move it fast. I don't want to get stuck with stuff that gets stale on the shelf. I knew I would need a lot more information, so on my next trip to the library... I looked up memory crafting on the internet. Remember, this was 1996. Wow. Through that internet search, I hooked up with a local creative memories consultant and another company whose name we probably all recognize, Pebbles in My Pocket. Not too long after that, I took the creative memories beginner class and sales page and created my first scrapbook page. Chopped photos, lack of flow, severe lack of style, way too many incidents of misbehavior with decorative scissors. A sticker sneeze or two, I was baptized in the proverbial fire that day while creating my very first scrapbook page. It was also new and exciting to this brand new first-time mother. It felt super creative and combined all the things I already loved. Paper, writing, photos of my new baby boy. And before I left her house that day, I knew I was hooked. While the experience was immediately profound, the CM products were way out of my price range at the time. And the consultant was a little bit enthusiastic for my comfort level, so I abandoned that route rather quickly, but I was determined to find a way to preserve the photos and the memories in a similar, albeit more affordable way. Fortunately, I worked in a craft store. While Creative Memories was based in a 12 by 12 format, I felt like I needed something more manageable and, of course, more affordable. I started ordering supplies from Pebbles in My Pocket, primarily because they offered the 8.5 by 11 format. Pebbles offered a beautiful mail-order catalog that was the stuff that paper dreams were made of. I sent away for their $6 megalog, the combination of a product catalog and an idea magazine, 
and when it arrived, I was enthralled. Pebbles sold beautiful cardstock collections, albums, adhesives, pins, die cuts, templates, and they included generous amounts of information about page design. I studied their catalog intently, and I can still describe some of the layouts to this day. I have one of those Magalogs still sitting on my bookshelf. It's pretty tattered and a little bit dusty, but I keep it there as a testament to just how far we've come. One of the first scrapbookers I came to admire was a Pebbles designer named Brenda Cosgrove. To this day, I admire her work so much. Years later, she was awarded a spot on the Creating Keepsakes Hall of Fame list, and now even her daughter has some ties to this business as well. My original research also brought me a friend named Karen Wallace, a DOTS demonstrator. DOTS, as you may recall, is the original incarnation of the Stamp and Scrap direct sales organization that we now know is close to my heart. She patiently taught me to use rubber stamps, and was my first Stampin' Scrap friend. I will never forget the day she put a red rubber wood-mounted teddy bear stamp in my hand and confidently said, you can do this. She was right, and stamping and scrapbooking have proven to be a gift in my life, not just in the task of stamping and paper crafting, but the art of expression and creativity that I have come to need every day. From that day to this, there have been many influential crafty people sharing this hobby and encouraging the scrapbooking and stamping enthusiasts in me to be a better crafter and to continually learn more. I'm so grateful for the community of memory keepers that has grown and changed and accepted all the different ways we preserve memories and photos and all the avenues through which we can discuss scrapbooking and something called memory crafting. The web was my first main resource for information and supplies because it would be years before Mississippi got its first scrapbook store. That's a story for another day. Gina Hart's website, The Scrapbooking Idea Network, was an invaluable source of information for me in those early days. It was the precursor to what would become scrapbook.com. That's how it started, and that's how it continues to this day. Today, there are hashtags and Facebook groups, Instagram and podcasts and meetups, all allowing this creative community to grow and thrive. As we go forward through our 10-minute conversations, you'll find that I love and champion independent scrapbook stores. My little family moved to Tennessee about three years into my hobby, and I was delighted to learn that Tennessee had many fantastic scrap and stamp stores. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of visiting every single one of them. I've also had the pleasure of attending crops and retreats and hosting a few myself. I've participated in classes and taught more than a few of those as well. I've had pages published in a couple of magazines, both online and physical. I've worked on two manufacturer design teams and written articles for scrapbooking websites. I'm a scrapbook store junkie, and I will gladly drive a far piece out of my way to visit an independent scrapbook store while on a road trip. I've been a content creator for several websites, and I was a very dedicated P until two P's closed, something I might still be a little bit bitter about. 
I've tried my hand at selling scrapbook supplies with Close to My Heart and Stampin' Up, but as it turns out, I'm no good at paperwork, which is kind of ironic, I guess. I'm loyal to the crafty voice that tells me to embrace all kinds of story crafting and not be limited to one company's line of products. More recently, I've been a guest on the Scrap Gals podcast. I'm content to be a frequent retreat attendee because I live in Texas, the land of retreat facilities. I suppose these bits of information are my quote-unquote credentials, but my goal is to create a podcast that is less about who I am and more about pushing the creative conversation of scrapbooking forward with consideration of every kind and style of story documentation. I create in the very unorganized but comfortable attic loft of my home, and my productivity can be judged by the amount of scraps and bits of paper that I have thrown on the floor around my desk, because who has time to aim for the trash can when you're in the zone? Style-wise, I love a clean and simple scrapbook page. I like neat lines and single pictures that are indicative of a story. I love a catchy title that draws a reader in, and I'm very likely to use song lyrics or poetry on my pages. I'm drawn to elements of texture and dimension. I embrace the motto of scrap the best and store the rest, which will probably be explained in a different episode. I believe wholeheartedly that every person has stories worth documenting, and those stories matter. I'm not about product as much as preservation. Okay, wait. Scratch that. I'm definitely about the product. But only the best products that support the stories we have to tell, right? I believe in the power of creativity to heal and restore. And I believe that there is room for that creativity in everyday life. If I could have one superpower in the world would have the power to print all the important pictures because printing is the best method of preservation available to us. So this is my podcast mission to encourage the art of story documentation in all forms and expand modern thoughts surrounding the scrapbooking life through short conversations. What is scrapbooking? It's memory keeping and memory preservation, primarily through stories and photo. It's paper crafting, digital design, and a hybrid of the two. It's scrapbooking and smashbooking and art journaling. It's the use of notebooks and mini books and albums of every size, pocket scrapping, memory planners, journals, and travelers' notebooks. Whatever you call it and however you do it, you are welcome in this conversation. And P.S., that store manager that I referred to earlier, he went into real estate not too long after that conversation. (laughs) I hope you'll return for another episode of 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking, where you'll hear why I think it's 100% okay to redo a scrapbook page that you no longer like. See you then.